Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hi there, and welcome to episode five of The Social Circus. My name is Sarah Thompson, and I'm your host for today's episode. We're going to be looking at how we get started with list building. Now, I know that this is something we hear talked about so often, and we are, and we generally feel like we maybe have been a little bit left behind because everybody else seems to be doing list building and we haven't started it yet. To get started with list building, you don't need all of the moving parts that you often hear people talk about. You can start simple. You get an email marketing platform and a lead magnet, and it's those two things that are what you need to get you started. I know that many of us um, worry about we've missed the boat with list building or that we should have started it many years ago and we're even unsure if it's even appropriate for our business. So I want to talk a little bit about um, why is it important and why do you want to be working and building on that? So um, I will say this, I, um, I'm known as a social media guru or expert or whatever you want to call me, and I spend a lot of my time on social media. I also um, invest a lot of energy creating great content on my social media platforms. Um, but here is the thing. Um, if I was asked to give up everything in my business except for two assets... Um, I don't know if you can guess what those will be, but let me tell you what they are. One, my website and two, my email list. Okay. They are the most important things in my business. And the reason for that is because I own those. They are my assets and they belong to my business and I get to control them how I would like to. So let's have a little think about what's happened in social media. And 2021 was a really interesting year for social media because we saw a couple of dramatic things happen that I suspect probably made us all feel a little bit uncomfortable. So in February 2021, if you didn't follow the news, um, there was quite a big commotion around Facebook. And it was really because they shut down the pages of all the media outlets in Australia. So they were gone just like that turned off, do not pass go, do not collect $200, you now have no Facebook page. Now, this was a huge, huge media event. As you can imagine, the media were happy to talk about it on their traditional um, traditional promotional paces, which is TV and radio. And it was something that I think left us all feeling a little bit vulnerable because suddenly we thought, well, Facebook can turn off anyone's page. Um, what will happen if that happened to me? Now, the other thing that happened um, last year with Facebook was in 2021 in October, um, we saw that Facebook went offline, like the whole platform down for six hours. And this was a huge, huge commotion again, because a lot of us rely on Facebook for our promotion. A lot of people use Facebook to run ads and suddenly the platform was gone and what could we do? <laughs> and um, it was quite an interesting time because you suddenly kind of thought, well, um, is my business at the mercy of these social media platforms? So um, I want you to have a think about some of the cold, harsh reality of social media. Social media, and it doesn't really matter which platform this is, it goes across all of them. Social media is a sandbox, which means that you get to play inside it. And, you know, the big companies like Meta, they own that sandbox. They own their platforms. They own all of the content on the platforms. They own your pages, your followers, the email contact information of your followers. They own everything. Okay. I want to be very, very clear about that. You do not own your followers. You do not own your page. You do not own your content. And I think it's really easy for us to forget that because we're so busy investing in that, that we don't actually realize that, 
um, this is not our part of our business. We use it so frequently and it becomes like this important asset in our business, but it's not actually something that we own. So we play in the sandbox at the discretion of the platform that runs it. And typically that's Meta who own Facebook and Instagram. So what we want to think about is how do we keep going and running our business if everything like social media vanished tomorrow? What would that look like for you? Okay, so it probably feels really terrifying because we all spend a lot of time and energy and probably money on social media. So if it was gone, what would we do? Now, if you follow me on social media, you will notice that I probably post three to four times a week um, on both Facebook and Insta, which are my preferred platforms. Um, I post um, organic content that asks you to come and join my email list. So I have a variety of different lead magnets that ask people to opt into my list. And the reason that I do that so deliberately and so frequently is because I am aware that I do not own the platform. I do not own my followers. I do not own anything on there. But remember going back to what I said earlier, I do own two things, my my website and my email list. So if I can get people off the platforms onto my email list, I'm really making my business very robust and very strong and very resilient to those constant winds of change that we feel in social media. So if you notice me doing that, it is very intentional because I want to grow my email list. I want to get my fans and followers off the platform onto my list where I can communicate with them more intimately and I can maintain a relationship regardless of what goes on outside. Now, if listening to all this really makes you feel a little bit vulnerable, then keep keep tuning in because we are going to be talking about list building and how do we get started with it. Now, I know that um, for me in my business, list building wasn't something that I did well or did consistently for many, many years. And I'm embarrassed to say that um, I had a had a list many years ago that I was on a different platform and I lost that platform and I didn't actually download my list. So I had to start from scratch. And then in 2020, I le- launched my first digital online course. And in the months leading up to that, I spent a significant amount of effort trying to grow my list. And when I launched in February 2020, I had 700 people on my email list. And let me tell you, that felt like incredibly hard work to grow that list from almost nothing to 700. It was such a big effort. And I was constantly taking those activities, um, promoting lead magnets and trying to really deliver value so that people would come onto my email list. It felt very slow and it felt very hard. But what I want to say to you is this, it will pay off. So my list is in the multiple five figures now. So two years later, um, I have a really big list, a really robust list. Now, the thing with list is it can be considered a bit of a vanity metric. Like I've got, you know, 7,000 followers on Instagram and I've got 25,000 people on my list. It sounds like a vanity metric, but in this case, your number is quite important because we know that um, there are certain, let's just call them maths um, statistics that we can't fight. And so it is really important that you have a list, but it's also important that you have a list full of people who are your ideal customer, people who will be fans of your business, people who are interested in buying from you. Okay. So we don't want to attract just anyone. We want to attract people who would be genuinely interested in working with us. And I can't stress this enough because we don't want to be just kind of putting ourselves out there and saying, come and come and join my email list, come and sign up for my newsletter, anybody random, whatever. We want people to come who are likely to buy from us. I cannot stress that whilst the number of your list is important, it is also important that the people on your list 
are your ideal customer. So we want to make it a really good quality list, not just a big list. Okay. So if you focus on that from the outset, it's going to be really, really important for your business. And whilst I felt like my list building efforts in the past have been slow, I certainly feel very confident that the people on my list are the right people for my business. So let's talk about how do we identify who our ideal customer is. In your business, it is key that you know who you want to work with and who is a really a perfect fit for you and your business. And I have to say, um, I will probably do a whole episode on ideal customer, but I want you to think about this. Who is it you like working with? Who do you find loves what you have to sell, loves your offers, um, really resonates with you and your brand? If you have people like that already, you want to find more of them like that. So it's a really good idea to put together an avatar of who it is that you want to work with. And I have got mine very clear in my business and have done for many years now, but I have a background in marketing, so that makes logical sense. So we know who we want to work with and who we want to attract. So we want to make sure our list attracts those kind of people. And hopefully when you look at your social media um, insights, um, you'll be able to see already what kind of a people you have attracted. So my business by and large is focused on um, female entrepreneurs. That's not to say I don't work with men. I absolutely do. But I know that most of my audience is female. I have very feminine branding. I'm a woman and people naturally resonate with me more because of that. So I know when I look at my Facebook and Insta insights, about 75 to 80% of my followers are women. And I know that when I do my list building, I focus on those same same female entrepreneurs. So I'm very clear-minded about that. And, And it's really, really important that you are as well. So to get started, let's talk about how we get started with our list. So we know who our audience is and we now want to attract them onto our list So in years gone by, and I will say many years ago, it was acceptable for you to simply put on your website, sign up to my newsletter to get regular updates, okay? And I do still see some websites that have those on there, but I want to be really honest about that. That doesn't really work anymore. People are too savvy and will not simply give you their email address so that they can get your newsletters, okay? So be very clear about that. Um, it is okay to say to people, sign up to my newsletter to get, um, f- you know, to be the first to hear about my great offers, to be the first to hear about my specials, to be on a special VIP list. So you can say that, but you want it to be very enticing. What we typically do is we want to have what we call a lead magnet. Now, lead magnet is a marketing term. So if you haven't heard that before, don't panic. It's very straightforward. It simply refers to something that you give to your ideal customer or your audience in exchange for them giving you their email address. So it's a transaction. I will give you this free discount, ebook, video, whatever it is. And in exchange, you'll give me your email address. Now we know that lead magnets work when they speak directly to our ideal customer. Now you want to think about what is it that you have to promote or sell in your business? And what do people need to know before they engage with that, okay? And that's one of the really big secrets about lead magnets is what is the first step that they take before they need to buy your course or to coach with you or whatever that looks like in your business? So let's have a think about what that would be because we often create lead magnets that have no relationship to products that we already have in our business, typically digital products, to be fair, but they can work really, really well if you do coaching, group courses, masterminds, whatever it is that you do, it can work for all of those. And we want to think about what do people typically ask us to have a think about when people engage with you? If you're selling, let's say you're selling your one-on-one coaching packages. Now, people want to know 
um, what value they're going to get from that. And so they're often stuck before they start coaching. So think about your audience and what are they stuck with right now and what could you give them that would help move them forward and also would demonstrate your expertise. And that's one of the really big key things. So think about where do they start and what do they need next? So I have quite a few lead magnets in my business and I've definitely worked hard to grow them over time. But here's what I've found. People often start at a lower level than what you think they're at. So I'll talk about a couple of lead magnets that I've got that have worked really, really well. So um, I've got a lead magnet that's called 15 by 15 and it's 15 um, digital marketing activities that take less than 15 minutes each. Now, the reason that I started that is that most people are overwhelmed with marketing. They feel stressed about time and they feel like I don't know what to do, so I do nothing. And the idea with that 15 by 15 is it gives them a bunch of tiny ideas that they can take to move their marketing forward without investing hours and hours of their time and energy. Now, that's a really popular lead magnet. I'll pop the link to it in the show notes so you can have a look at it. But what that lead magnet does is it gives some people some confidence that they can do some marketing and it gives them confidence in me and my capabilities as a coach and digital marketing expert. So it does a couple of things. Now, the great thing about that lead magnet is it's quite generic and it actually flows into a lot of my courses, but I have it flow into my Marketing Fundamentals Masterclass. And the reason that I do that is most people who download that lead magnet don't feel confident about marketing and they don't feel like they understand it. So it's a really nice lead in. Here's some ideas. If you don't kind of get that, here's this marketing masterclass that will walk you through how to understand the fundamentals of marketing. It's a really nice fit. I also have um, a really popular lead magnet um, and it teaches people how to create reels in Canva in just a few minutes. Now it is a video class. So when people sign up for the free lead magnet, they get a 20 or 30 minute class that explains to them how to do that. Now, the great thing about that is it really appeals to my audience because I know that my audience isn't excited about jumping onto reels, pointing and dancing and things like that. It just feels silly. So I'm giving an option that's really, really simple and straightforward. And the good thing about that is people love that class. They get really good feedback from it. Now, that leads into perfectly my Canva classroom classes, which I've got, I think I've got four or five classes in that. And it's a really natural fit if people kind of go, oh, I love that. But when I was watching her class, I didn't feel super confident. So maybe I need to learn Canva a little bit more so they can buy my Canva classroom bundle. So you can see how those lead magnets directly lead into something in my business that's going to help take them to the next level. Now, this is where it's really easy to go wrong. And I don't want you to do that. I want you to think about what's your audience first step before they step into working with you, whether that's through a digital product, whether it's through coaching or group coaching or whatever that looks like in your business. So lead magnets are really, really important and they can work really, really well. But I will say this, I've got I think I've got about 12 or 15 lead magnets. They all get a rotation and I always um, kind of zhuzh them a little bit and play around with them because they don't always work well all the time. So I've got one that's a Christmas webinar. It's got like 25 content ideas to post during Christmas. Um, that obviously I only promote during October and November because no one else is interested in Christmas at any other time. So it works really, really well. So I want you to think about that. Now, enough about lead magnets because they are how we get people onto our list. But I hear you saying, well, how do they get onto our list, Sarah? So you do need an email marketing platform. And this is really, really important to help you with your business because you cannot send 
autoresponders through your Outlook or through your Gmail, okay? That is not acceptable. It will get very unwieldy and you will not be able to manage it. So the whole point of email marketing and particularly lead magnets is the ability to automate it. Now, you do not need to buy an expensive email marketing system or expensive softwares. Um, a great place to start and one of my favorite platforms that I still use um, for part of my business and I always recommend it to clients is MailerLite. Um, and again, I'll put a link in the show notes for you to see that. Now, MailerLite lets you start with a free account, okay? And up until 1,000 subscribers, it's free. And then once you get to paid and you've got 1,000 subscribers, good chance you'll be feeling pretty good about your list and happy to pay for that. So that's a really great place to start. Now, with an email marketing platform, there are so many to choose from and everybody has an opinion on what's fantastic. Um, Absolutely, in days gone by, I would always recommend MailChimp, but I think it's got quite expensive in terms of what we want to do. And I want you to be able to start out with a platform that's free because when we're starting out, we don't want to have those monthly costs that can really add up in our business. It is okay to grow into another system once your business gets bigger. So with MailerLite, I'm going to talk about what features you're going to use to get your list building going. So MailerLite has in the free version, the capability to create landing pages. And landing pages are simply a page where people can go to sign up for your lead magnet. So super simple. Once I've signed up for your lead magnet, I can then set up an automation inside um, MailerLite that will deliver me the lead magnet and send me a couple of nurture emails as well. So that's exactly what you want to be doing. You want to have people be able to sign up to your lead magnet and you want to automate the response and delivery of that. So um, you can have as as many or like the, the minimum number of emails you could have is one, but I think you would be selling yourself short if you just had one as an auto reply saying, here's the lead magnet that you asked for. If we can have three or five or 10 or whatever that looks like, the more likely we are to get people to engage with us and nurture us. And I typically have a five email sequence on um, all of my lead magnets. I have toyed with the idea of having more, but I just haven't had capacity to get to that. And that's the only reason why. So start simple, start with one lead magnet, one landing page and one order reply that delivers it. Once you've got confident with that, you can start building it out a little bit more. So that's sort of the basics of how we get started with list building. It does not need to be complicated. It does not need to be sophisticated. And above all, it does not need to be perfect. The point of lead magnets is we often test them um, and we can play around with it. I've got a lead magnet that I had in my business for years that was appallingly performing and I renamed it and it suddenly started working really, really well. So remember, don't don't kind of think it's one and done. We want to test it with our audience. We want to try things out, see what appeals to them. Um, the 15 by 15 lead magnet I've created has been so popular and it has, has been a really good funnel in terms of leading people into my marketing class because it's really simple and straightforward. So think about what you can create with ease and without trying too hard. Now, I hope that you found today's um, podcast episode really, really useful. I do want to give a little plug for my upcoming course that I have running. So this course runs as a live round and it also runs, if you miss the live round, you can purchase as an evergreen. So the course is called List Builders Lounge. And what it involves is taking you through the steps that you need to build your list quickly and easily with Facebook ads. And so what that's going to involve is... Um, well, it's going to be, I think, five modules. The first module is how to create a great lead magnet. And I'll even give you templates in that as well. The second one is how do you create a landing page for your lead magnet? So what is the structure? What is going to convert really well? We then want to look at how do we create 
an email funnel or a sequence of emails that will nurture those new people onto our list and get them really excited about being part of our tribe. We then want to use Facebook ads to create, um, you know, create that momentum. So our list building is going really quickly every single day. Now, if you've just panicked when I said Facebook ads, I do teach you that process in this program. And I will also teach you how to get your Facebook ads to pay for themselves. And that's a process called using a tripwire. And a tripwire is a low value product that you can add to the thank you page on your lead magnet and people will opt into it and there it makes your ads really low cost or free. So if you're interested, this course is perfect. If you want to get started with list building and you feel a little bit overwhelmed, you'd love to be using Facebook ads, but you do not have much of a budget. This is absolutely perfect for you. So I want you to go to my website, onlinesocialbutterfly.com.au forward slash LBL for List Builders Lounge. Okay. And um, I'll put the link in the show notes if you didn't catch that, but I'd love you to come and join the live round. And like I said, if you're listening to this podcast down the track and you're not available to join the live round, I only run it live once a year, but I always have it available to purchase as well. So List Builders Lounge is something I'm very excited about teaching. And I know that you'll get such great value because we want to build our list in a way that's quick Um, that makes us feel like we're moving forward. So that's really, really important. So thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Um, It's been really fun talking to you all. And I hope that you feel excited and a little bit confident about starting building a list with your business. So until next week, have a great day. Thanks so much for tuning into The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.